welcome to the Sugar Plum Bakes podcast. You're listening to Varney Wadman. I'm your host and fellow wedding supplier. This is a space where you can listen to and learn from fellow wedding creatives to pick up advice and tips that will help you to grow your wedding business. I genuinely hope that after each episode that you will feel inspired. Hey, so we're halfway through season one now, and today it's just me on a solo episode. I really wanted to share more with you about my own experiences of growing my business from scratch. I know that it can be a lonely venture sometimes when it's just you and you on your own. Sure, there's an element of being liberated by that fact because you get to make the decisions, But it can also be really daunting as you also have to hold yourself accountable, right? So for me, I wanted to share more about my journey with you because I'm hoping that if you feel alone, that this may help and that maybe some of the challenges you're facing, you might come to realize that all of us running our own businesses actually face these things at some point or another. I would say any of us who set out to establish a creative business within the wedding industry, no doubt will have felt the pull of something to start it in the first place. Be it whether you are a florist, a caterer, a photographer, a stationer or a cake maker even, you would have felt a desire to create something or provide a service that helps a couple to celebrate their love story. You'll have had a wish to serve your clients to enable them to have the most special day of their lives. Before you throw yourself in at the deep end, you may feel like it's a risk to start your business. But in my opinion, it's almost a greater risk not to fulfill your desires. Because if you don't act on that thing inside of you, a little part of you, a part of your soul could wither and die. I know for me that all those years working as an engineer left me feeling really unfulfilled. I had this constant feeling of emptiness. Since I started making wedding cakes, I have felt energised. I felt more alive than I ever have. There is this incredible feeling that I experience when I connect with my creativity. And when I share a design or a service that is valued and loved, it is a feeling like no other. And it's an affirmation that what I am doing is what I'm meant to be doing. I feel like I am serving my purpose. I do know that when I started out that I didn't really have a clue about running my own business. I relied on getting work through word of mouth. But I got out there and I got myself educated. I joined networking groups. I attended workshops. I read up on how I could market myself. And everything I learnt, I applied to my business. Some things worked, some things didn't, but I did try things to see if I could grow. So I guess that brings me on to things that you can do for yourself. A big part of running a small business is being able to connect with your audience and being visible. So this can mean a whole host of things. It can mean working on your website so that it ranks more highly on search engines, making your business more easy to find. This can be done by adding fresh content to your website, 
regularly blogging is definitely an easy way to do that. I know a lot of people aren't a big fan of that, but to me, if you've got images, if you've got ideas, it's just a really convenient way of keeping your website up to date and keeping it fresh. In today's day and age, it means having a social media presence for people in the wedding industry. I think Instagram is definitely the place to be. And a real game changer on that platform is being visible to the point that you're showing up regularly. So that means having images of you on your social media platforms. So having your face in your avatar, as opposed to having your logo, having images of you on your feed. I'm really impassioned about taking ownership for your business. If it's just you running your business, I think it's paramount that your audience knows that. Couples looking for wedding supplies want to connect with you. They want to know if you're the right person to be integral to their wedding day. And if you're offering a bespoke service, I'll want to know if it's you. So if you use language where the word we appears rather than I, and in fact, it is just you, there's no team, it's just you, then I think it makes it harder for your potential client to connect with you because they, they can't find you, they can't single you out. So let me give you an example. I'm always open to connecting with fellow wedding suppliers. And sometimes what happens is I'll go to their Instagram to learn more about them. And I won't see any images of the people behind the business on their feed. And then I'll also not see any personal name on their bio. I'll only see the business name. So if I'm wanting to send them an email or a DM, I don't know how to address it. But I wouldn't normally give up there. I would then go to their about page on their website. And again, if there's no name, it just leaves me feeling really disappointed. So can you imagine how a potential client could feel? I think something as simple as ensuring your personal name is in all the relevant places can really change how someone can engage with you. So a few years ago, I really committed to showing up on all of my online platforms. I invested in professional photography and I made a concerted effort to appear on my Insta stories. And just over a year ago, I was really lucky because I won a professional branding shoot with Russell Kent Nichols and Rebecca Carpenter. And I can genuinely say that my business has been up-leveled by having both professional images and videos on my website. And the beauty of that branding shoot is that it's cohesive and the images can be used anywhere and everywhere. And it's become synonymous with me and my brand. I have had clients telling me that it's been really helpful to see me and hear me talking about my work. And I've found that as a result of having all that imagery everywhere, that my connections with my clients are so much more meaningful and heartfelt now than they've ever been. I know it can be nerve wracking to get yourself out there. So, okay, you might find this a little bit odd, but I am actually less nervous about doing Insta stories than I am about getting in front of a photographer's lens. Talking to stories doesn't necessarily mean that I find it easy, but relatively I am able to relax more if I'm just having a chat to myself, to the selfie camera. Stepping in front of a photographer, even if it's somebody I know, that can make me freeze. But it's a fear that I've had to face and I've had to get over myself because 
It's something I have acknowledged that the only way I was going to break through to another level with my business was to overcome those nerves, to to push myself out of my comfort zone. And I've done that over and over again. And I would say it's still not easy, but it's definitely become easier for putting in the work and for practicing. I genuinely believe that being more visible helps with your business. And I recently laid down a challenge to anyone who wanted to overcome their fears of showing up on their Insta stories. And the challenge required people to show up for five days in a row. It's not something that I've actually done myself. And I could feel that, you know, it's a big ask, but actually, and this is what I heard from my lovely participants, that even though some of them found it really hard, they all have benefited hugely They received supportive, kind, encouraging messages from their audiences because people were genuinely happy and excited to see them, to see the face behind the business. Some of them have attracted new clients as a result or formed new connections with fellow suppliers. People do buy from people. So if you let your potential clients get a window into you and your personality, you will draw clients in who will be more invested in you. So another way to improve your visibility is to build relationships with other wedding creatives and get involved in collaborative work. So this could be through little projects or styled shoots. I've got the very lovely Andrew Benson coming on soon to talk more about how and why you would get involved in a style shoot. We really dig deep into that topic, so keep an eye out for that upcoming episode. But something I wanted to mention now is that there is often talk about elevating your own brand through aligning yourself with higher end suppliers. And I myself fell into the trap of working with suppliers that I thought would help my business grow. But we attracted a different kind of client. And I was investing my time and my money in an avenue that wasn't bringing me any return. It was really hard because I loved working with these people, but it wasn't of benefit to my business and I was losing valuable time. At the end of the day, I wasn't clear enough on my own processes. I wasn't certain enough about who I wanted to serve. So I had to go back to the drawing board and do some soul searching as to why that wasn't working. And truthfully, the work I was creating wasn't coming from a place of authenticity. I was working in a prescribed way because it had to fulfill a brief, a brief that I wasn't connecting with. And so by not being true to the creative inside of me, I wasn't creating my best work. So as a result of my own experience, I think it's really important to evaluate the businesses you want to align with, because although you can have commonality with a person, and really admire their work and their ethos. If they're not attracting the kind of client you want to work with, then it's not going to be of benefit to you in the long run to align your business with theirs. And of course you can support each other, but I would definitely recommend thinking about using your time wisely, focusing on projects and collaborations that will bring you and your business value. I have some wonderful friends within the industry who I will champion and support, but I'm very aware that our brand aesthetics are very different to each other's. So it's unlikely that we would ever do a wedding together. I think being very clear on the kind of client you want to work with will help you with your decision making. So 
aiming to be very strong with your brand and positioning will keep you on the right path. In my early days, I made the mistake of sharing images of all of my work because I wanted to show that I was active and that I was busy. But I was also sharing images of work that I didn't love. And so I was getting approached by clients to recreate something that I hadn't enjoyed making in the first place. At that time, I was always excited just to be commissioned. But slowly, I realized that I had to be more thoughtful about what I put out there and that I had to curate my imagery I would suggest that you only share images of work that you love. If you get commissioned or paid to do something that you didn't enjoy and you wouldn't want to do again, definitely don't share it on your social media or your website portfolio. Be very considered about the permanent imagery you put out there and curate a brand that you love and are proud of. And that's a process that you can repeat over and over again. It's something that should always be happening on your business journey. So all of these different elements I've touched upon feed into the know, like, trust journey for your potential client. And if you can aid couples on that journey, then you are more likely to be able to have your pick of clients and be in the position where you get to choose what you work on and who you work with. I really, really hope that the things that I've talked about today might be able to help you on your business journey. I do offer a one-to-one mentoring program. It runs over a few months, but I'm also offering one-off booster sessions for people who aren't looking to commit to the longer program at the moment. I'm always happy to chat more. So if you have questions about anything that I've raised today, do send me a DM or drop me an email. I'm always happy to help. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. It really means so much to me. I'm always grateful and appreciative for each and every person that supports me. If you'd like to be kept up to date on the release of future episodes, do come follow me over on Instagram at sugarplumbakeskingston. And if you find the podcast helpful and useful in any way, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a review. Thank you so much. 